Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Tonight, what is your uh, last meal that you would choose? Ooh. Uh, Can I have two? (laughs) (laughs) I'm torn sure. between like a roast chicken and veg and gravy, like mm-hmm. a classic roast, which I do love, or pasta, which is one of my favorite things in the entire world. Maybe I could have a little entree of like a small bowl of pasta and then for main have the roast chicken and veggies. And then for dessert, I'll have a chocolate salsa sourcing pudding with custard. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> what will yours be? I don't know. Chips, I guess. Oh, chips. I forgot Mm -hmm. chips. Who even am I? Hello there, everyone. This is I Only Like You and Movies. My name is Lonnie. The person who loves food is Sinead. How are you, Sinead? The person who loves food, as if there's no one else on the planet who loves food. It's just me. On the podcast. I see. You don't love food? You're a a resident foodie. (laughs) Am I? (laughs) don't know how I feel about that. Anyway, hi. Yes. Why? Why are we talking about food? Because this week we've seen the menu, which is about food. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's a 2022 American black comedy horror film, according to Wikipedia. Uh, directed by Mark Nod, who is a British director, lots of TV over in the UK and in the US. And importantly to us today, he directs a lot of Succession. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you get that vibe here? There is that vibe, that tense mm. sort of undercurrent of something not going quite right mm-hmm. and sharp, snappy dialogue. Yeah, absolutely. I think sharp's a good way of, put, of putting it mm. and very funny. Yeah, it's interesting because, spoiler alert, I really loved it and mm. I've been recommending it to everyone I know. Mm. I've been having a lot of trouble... Like, I'm struggling to describe it because mm-hmm. it's not horror, but there are some horrific things that happen. But it's a satire, so it's a black comedy, but also very suspenseful. Yeah, you're never scared, really, though. Like, you're not, you're not, not terrorised, are you, like some horror films? No, I don't think so. What do people say on the train that we ever heard, or on the tram in Sydney? They're like... Menacing, didn't they say? Oh, I forgot really, about that. Yeah. Remember that? that we ever heard them? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not really horror, it's just all menacing vibe. And that's, I think, pretty accurate. It does have a menacing vibe. And we saw this at the cinema, and so do lots of other people, but now it's on Disney Plus, I think, around the world. So mm-hmm. no excuse for not watching it, unless you don't have Disney Plus. I guess that's a good excuse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what's it about, Sinead? Who's in it? Okay, who's in it? So. We've got Ray Fiennes playing a regular normal guy for a change. Um, just kidding. He's playing an absolute psychopath. Um, he is a fancy... Actually, let me preface this by saying 
Ashley, I know you like to know about movies before you go into them and that's fine. If there are other Ashleys out there that like to do that, that's fine. I went in not knowing much and I think that was better. So I'm going to leave that to your discretion. Um, so, yes, Rafe is the head chef at this very exclusive restaurant that only seats people whatever it is, once a year or whatever on a private island. And it's very, very difficult to get into. Mm-hmm. And Nick Holt and Annie Taylor-Joy are a couple who are dining at the restaurant. And throughout the course course huh, of the movie, the different courses are served. And it's sort of a takedown of wanky fine dining. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously it's plays into the social commentary of fuck the rich, which I'm kind of here for, you know? Yeah, it's a recurring theme the last little bit of these movies. And I have to imagine it's a response to the Trumps and the elites of the world over the last few mm. years and the, the billionaires who run our media organisations. Mm. Um, and I guess it's it's fun as well. Let's not, yes. <laughs> let's, let's not forget that. Um so, yeah, as you said, we've got Annie Taylor-Joy and Nicholas Holter, our sort of entry couple. Mm-hmm. There's a few other couples and um, storylines playing out. And it's kind of fun we get to know people who are sort of thrown together on mm. this island. Um, is that is that cool sort of classic setup? A bunch of strangers are in a location and things start going wrong mm-hmm. and they're being um, menaced, <laughs> as the people they on the tram said. <laughs> and it's like... How are they going to get out of this? And you said it's a takedown on of this you know, the fine dining celebrity chef culture that's mm. developed over the last 20 years or so. I think that's very true. And I, I think um, it's no coincidence this is happening after we've been bombarded with people like, you know, with the master chefs and the other Gordon Ramsays and whatever over the last um, however long. I think also you, you, can, you can draw the, the metaphors to... Um, anything where there's a, a very rabid fan base and people sort of go a bit crazy in their fandom. That's what Nicholas Holt's character is in particular. Mm. He is a, a fan of fine dining, but he's not a chef himself. But he knows all the lingo. He knows all the, the, the moves that the chef's making. Mm-hmm. He's like a big fanboy. And you think he might, that might be attractive to the chef to have a, a, a huge fan there. But he just hates him, doesn't he? I think he recognises that there's no talent there and turns out he tries to prove himself and he can't. I mm-hmm. Can I just say I'm here for Nick Holt being a baddie? Like this this <laughs> trend of conventionally attractive actors playing villains, like I feel like it's been a real swing lately and I'm absolutely here for it. He's fantastic. I know. Yeah, the reason I, I mentioned him in particular in that storyline Think it, I think it works here like he's a huge fan who has no talent and is actually despised by the people he, he loves. I think it's very compelling. Mm. Uh, I saw some reviews sort of comparing it to like a movie fandom where we've got mm. a lot of people like us, Sine, who oh, no. you know, shoot off about <laughs> movies on a little podcast oh, God. when we've got no runs on the board ourselves. <laughs> uh, We're the Nicholas Holtz today. We've become the thing that we hate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, obviously there is a craft to... Um, being a critic and there's no harm in being a fan of something mm. but 
there, there, there can be a point, and there's been a few fandoms in terms of maybe their music and other, other sort of pop culture elements where the fans have um, just gone a bit off the last decade mm-hmm. or so. Uh, so I think, I think it was interesting in that, in that sense. Um, and shall we, shall we just talk about spoilers from the get-go? You mentioned up top that we can't really... You should go and know it, not knowing anything, but have in really, our discussion, we think we have to get in, right? I think so. We, I, we really loved it, and we think you should go see it if you want to tune out now mm. and then come back to the rest of it. Sure. So, the mm. reveal of Anya Taylor-Joy's role in the relationship. Yes. What did you think? Didn't expect it. Knew something mm. had happened. Mm. Wasn't quite sure what, but loved it. So, she's <laughs> she's a, a, a escort to Nicholas Holt. And at first you're like, oh, okay, well, you needed somebody to be on a date to to get into the place. You don't, He wasn't going to have just one random guy by himself there because of the weird rules of the restaurant. But then suddenly we realised that they're all there to die and mm. Nicholas Holt knew that going in. And so he's, he's brought <sighs> this girl along to die. Yeah, yeah. So That was a huge, that was a huge, like, complication. I found that very compelling. Absolutely, yeah. Well, not knowing much about this movie... I assumed that they were eating people. I don't know why. I think there's been a lot of like cannibal movies out recently and I got this confused with some of them. It so has I'm been, like, hasn't it? It really has. And so I'm <laughs> like, oh, they're having a fine dining, but turns out they're the meal sort of thing. And that would have been okay, but kind of boring in some ways because we're all, all, you know, yeah. expected, I should say. Exactly. I think the thing that I like most about this movie is I'm going to compare it to Parasite. Obviously, there's social commentary there mm-hmm. and there's that crossover but in terms of plot it felt like each time a problem was introduced it was very different to the problem that had previously been introduced and it completely changed the game right so each time you like a spoon fed this information about what's happening why they're being served certain things Mm -hmm. you know who is the key player in each dish's conception i guess like there's the um uh they tortillas and they have like photos and stuff on them of yeah. um fraud receipts Black and miles, yeah. yeah affairs that people are having and whatever but yeah the there's two really like breathtaking moments in this movie for me and one of them is what you said about um the reveal that nick holt knew that everybody was going to die and brought her anyway and the interesting thing there is he's not distraught because he doesn't think that he will die because he's special. So he thinks mm-hmm. if he just proves himself to Rafe, he can be exempt from the fate of everybody else because he he knows fine dining. He belongs in this <laughs> world, apparently, according to him. Do you, do you think the actors, and Rafe in particular, he's playing the character, do you reckon they were drawing upon any real-life experiences of having crazy fans thinking they're special like yeah the riffraff over there don't understand you but i do yeah maybe that was kind of the implication wasn't it Mm. so that was your interpretation that he thought he was going to get away get out of the yeah i think so yeah i I think think that i think that's accurate otherwise it doesn't really make sense why he behaved the way that he did you know yeah i mean i guess the other thing is perhaps he was like devoted to the cult where he thought well if i'm Mm. my life is shit anyway i want to die what a way to go but I like your interpretation better. Maybe that one's right. It's mm. hard to tell. I don't think there's enough there to go on either way. Mm. So what what's Rafe's deal? What, what's he doing? Why is he doing this? I can't really remember. 
<laughs> I think he he gets annoyed at people coming to the restaurant who aren't, you know, interested in eating nice food. Like there's that couple, um, the one who's, you know, previously used Annie Telejoy's character as an escort who come every year, right? And they can't remember a single thing that they were served at any of yeah, the, the times they're they They're going came. for the status rather than mm. to appreciate his skills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and every other couple or every other group of people have wronged him in some way. Not necessarily, though, because there's the the student who went to Brown but has no student loans and that's sort of, well, that's bad enough because her parents paid for her very expensive education. Yeah, um, she's there with someone else who's wronged him, though. That's so. true, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so you're right. He, he has a series of of reveals, and each one is kind of you, th- you think you're on one path, but then it turns out he's pulled the rug out from you again mm-hmm. and again. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy Anya's character, the way she navigates this world? I thought it was really really great. Um, I've watched a lot of behind the scenes videos or interviews that they've done, um, and she's spoken a lot about how she where she looked and how she followed Rafe around the room was very important mm-hmm. because it needed to be distinguishable from how everyone else looked at him because she immediately cuts through the bullshit and goes, this is stupid and I'm not giving you the respect mm-hmm. that you're obviously craving. Um, fun fact, the slap that she gives to Nicholas Holt, not sure if it was improvised, but it was her idea to add it into the script. Um, she thought, Absolutely, if you find out that you've been dragged here to die and you're the person who's with you decided that, you're probably going to want to hit them. <laughs> so one, one interesting thing, thing I found about the way that Rafe and Anya sort of come to mm. an understanding, even if they're not exactly on the same page, mm. is he compares them both to working in um, service industries mm. and mm-hmm. he feels like he's been taken advantage of by these people and and he compares that to the way that, that she has in her life and I, I don't know if she fully agrees with that that she's been taken advantage of in the same mm-hmm. way but there, there are parallels there and and i guess that was interesting to him too that he kind of respected her more than the other guests because he saw something of himself in her yeah i'm nick friedman I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to (laughs) pretend that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Posting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. I think it's interesting. So the, the whole point she sticks out like a sore thumb is because um, these people have had to register like who is coming and Nick Holt's character was supposed to have another date. And when Margot turns up, that completely throws Rafe. Like mm. he's like, well, this isn't the plan. Who are you? Do you deserve to die? Do you not deserve <laughs> to die? Like he's quite, has moments of humanity, right? And and saneness and logical thinking of, well, are you one of us or are you one of them? Mm. I think like we saw this movie in, the perfect circumstances in a tiny little cinema that was very quiet and everyone really got on board with the satire of it. And I mm. think that was a really great mm. experience. Like there's title cards that are introducing each dish and um, they're just really funny. Like the bread without bread um, course and, mm. you know, tortillas with tax fraud evidence. Like mm. it, it's a really heavy setup but it's got a really light touch and it mm-hmm. sort of in some ways reminded me of Ready or Not in the same way. Mm. I think that movie was quite horrific, more so than this perhaps. Um, but it's fun. Like it's still fun to watch. It's still like energetic and interesting and fresh. I just think it's really brilliant. I agree. And I think our experience was very great in the sense that we were seeing it in the cinema with other people we could laugh along and it was mm. enjoyable i wonder if people are getting the same thing watching it at home yeah um, but you know that's nothing stopping that the way the world goes but yeah it was really that that's why you want the theater experience for these sort of things because you do experience the reveals and the, the highs and the lows of the character's journey with other people mm-hmm. uh a shout out to uh, hong chow she was really great as uh, the sort of yes. maitre d mm. very interesting <laughs> yeah no, and, and she um i'm not gonna say she was like in a different movie or something but she just had a very particular way of of delivering her lines and just very particular and i think that mm. worked really well she was a bit different to everybody else um she's sort of removed and that sort of she knows what's going on and she's mm. the, the the step between the the cult leader and the victims here but she, she does it kind of with panache. I think that's great. Yeah, I think she's got a particular connection to Rafe and sees, you know, Margot's presence as a threat to that, as a threat to her safety mm. and, and status. Um, mm-hmm. Can I talk about the other mo- moment that completely took my breath away and went, oh, my God, this is mm. not what's happening? So Annie Taylor-Joy's, sorry, Margot, gets into this, you know, relationship with the chef and is, like, starting to be um, accepted by him and and potentially protected by him. And she starts working with the kitchen and part of that is to go um, get a barrel of wine or something happens and she finds a phone, like a safety phone. And, of course, she calls and is like, I need the Coast Guard to come immediately. We're all going to die and this is really fucked up. Um, And then the Coast Guard appears in what is the most tense scene I've ever seen in my whole life. Um, 
and they all have to pretend that everything is normal, even though one of them is missing a finger. Um, and ah, oh, that moment where they all think that they're saved and they start screaming at him, help, and this is what's happening. And he has the gun. And then there's just the smallest moment where he goes to click the gun and it turns out to be a lighter, like a cigarette lighter, because he's been in on it the whole time. Ah, oh, that for me, I was like, what? Oh my gosh, that was <laughs> such an incredible moment. Um, that's like that's the big moment where you're like, oh, th- there's no way out of this. This is, this is it. They're actually going to kill them all. But Annie is not that. She's too clever for that, isn't she? She's too clever. She figures out a way to get under mm. Chef Sloic's skin. Mm-hmm. Um, Peel to emotion, hey. Mm-hmm. In order to save herself. Yeah. I also saw something interesting, or two things I want to bring up about the um, film. Um, I know the director was talking a lot about how when humans are in a group, a lot of us don't want to be the first person to stand up and try and do something because we don't mm. know, you know, if everyone's on the same page. And um, he also spoke about how people like safety and routine, right? So they always return to their original seats where they were sat at the beginning. They never switch places mm. because that's familiar and comfort to them. And I think there's a line in the movie towards the end that says we probably could have saved some of us if we all agreed and we're all on the same page we could have rushed them and some of Mm -hmm. us might have died but some of us would have gotten out but they didn't they didn't because that would have been such like they can't talk to each other they can't figure that out you know well people accept the circumstances they're given yes they were told you are victims here tonight and they kind of went with it yeah interesting right like, mm. you're right. It takes real guts to be the one person to say, "Hey, this isn't right." Yeah, and that's what she did, and she was the only one who was able to to get out in the mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good movie, and a bit of a surprise. Yeah, it wasn't one people have been waiting for. No, yeah, didn't see it on the calendar and count down the days, but then it came out, and there was a bit of buzz around it. And we we're like, "Oh, we we should go see this. Looks pretty fun." And then mm. we were blown away. Yeah. It was, yeah, I, 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 yeah, saw it and was like, oh, I'll get around to that eventually. Mm-hmm. We sort of saw it because it was on and we're like, oh, yeah, we like all the lead actors and we watch anything. Um, and turns out it's one of my favourite movies I've seen this year, maybe ever. Um, and it doesn't overstay its welcome, does it, for me? 106 minutes? It's a loose 90. But- <laughs> Don't mind that. It's not me. No, I'm joking. Um, Yeah, can we talk about the recent um, outrage on the interwebs about the opening shot? Please. Did you say outrage? I guess it was outrageous. Well, some people are really upset about it. (laughs) Yeah. So um, the shot opens with a silhouette of Anya Taylor-Joy lighting a cigarette. Um, and then we, the next shot is her and Nicholas Holt waiting by like the jetty to board this boat to go to the island. And, um, turns out that opening shot was stock footage. Wasn't actually something that they filmed 
during the making of the movie. Some people are really annoyed by that. But here's the thing. I didn't pick up on it. Did you? No. So it worked, right? (laughs) Even though the shot is indoors and the lighting is all wrong. Isn't it funny how our brains People just accept, accept the circumstances you give them? Oh so. my gosh, Lonnie. It's all come full circle. <laughs> really interesting. I really want to know why, if they were editing and couldn't mm. do pickups or whether they, you know, kind of wanted to F with us a bit. Like, I'm really intrigued That's to know it. some more yeah. about why they chose to do that. But someone did say you'd be surprised at the amount of stock footage that is used in pretty much mm. every film, which is a fair mm-hmm. point. It's kind of a, um, I a story peek a couple the years ago, mm. five or six years ago. There was that movie, I think it was called Life. Jake Gyllenhaal and Robin, um, what's the guy? What's Deadpool's name? Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> They're up in the space station or something, and aliens get in and they fall down to space back into Earth or whatever. But in the trailer, there was a shot of these people, um, looking up at the sky and being like, oh, what's going on up there? And someone identified as like, yeah, that, that shot is taken from Spider-Man 3. And oh, my was. God, what? Really? It was totally just, yeah, just lifted straight from it. And I think it was the same studio. So I'm, I wonder what happened is they they had to have a shot of people looking at the sky and they didn't film one, so they just used one from a previous film from the Oh, same my studio. gosh, that is so interesting. So, yeah, it must happen all the time. We don't really fully appreciate. Oh, I want to know more about this so badly. Mm. So before we finish off. Mm-hmm. The film is, is, as we said, it can be metaphorical and whatnot, but it is a bit of a takedown on the celebrity chef um, cult that we've had over the last few years. Mm-hmm. And the film ends with just having a regular cheeseburger. Yeah. Regular American cheeseburger, mm-hmm. right? What, what do you think of that as, like, as a final statement of the movie? It's like all this fancy shit's going on, but the reason he fell in love with being a chef and feeding people was the regulars. And mm-hmm. it's a thing that, that saves her life in the end. Yeah. I thought it was just a nice little little statement. It was such a nice little thing. Like, yeah, the way she gets to him is through his emotion. Like, why did he start cooking food? What was he trying to achieve? And he wanted people to have delicious, good food that was understated that and that they, they enjoyed. could remember, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that metaphor could be taken as well. So mm-hmm. Sometimes getting back to basics. Yeah. It's good. For sure. Okay, how many stars then, eh? Five. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Nothing you didn't like about the movie? No. I can't really picture, I put a couple of things or anything, really. No. <laughs> I loved it. I absolutely mm. loved it. I, I think it's pretty close to a perfect film. Mm. So, what are you, are you giving it five? Yes. Woohoo. But I feel like I might have, well, my, my five doesn't mean as much as your five, you know what I mean? Because you just throw them around willy nilly every week, maybe or maybe that means they're more, they're more pure. I don't know. Maybe. Am I? Who's who's who here? I don't know. Am I Anya? Well, no, because if you're saying everything's incredible, then you've got to be Nick. Damn it. Whereas maybe this movie is my cheeseburger. You know. You just want to be Anya. I, can I, tell. I do. I do. <laughs> It's a shame this hasn't got more, like, critical. Well, got a few noms at the Golden Globes, but didn't get anything in terms of Academy Awards or whatever, but that's okay. A travesty. I don't understand. Mm. We, well, like, the cast, John Leguizamo's in this. Hong Chao, you mentioned. 
Janet McTeer. Like it's it's funnier than some of the comedies that get nominated at the Golden Globes. It really is. I'm <laughs> yeah. This is oh, it's so good. Is it too close to home? The social commentary of rich mm, people. Interesting. Mm. Maybe maybe Parasite one though. I guess. But maybe that was was like overseas. Like yeah, the rich over there are bad. Our rich are cool. Yes, That's we're Americans. we're fine. <laughs> yeah, I also think it's probably the classic thing about how. Um, they probably don't even realize it's about them, you know? Yeah, sure. Because they don't have that level of insight. Hmm. Some good stuff. I really recommend it. And I think it's it's very watchable too. You could probably watch it. Mm-hmm. Like I could watch it straight away now and I still enjoy it because yeah. even though you know the reveal's going going and watching a second time, it's so much fun. So For sure. And now that's on Disney yeah. Plus. Mm-hmm. I mean yeah, I don't have stuff. any plans tonight. All I'm saying is maybe I'll watch the menu. That's all I'm saying. Have some pasta, roast chicken, self-sourcing chocolate pudding. <laughs> some chips maybe somewhere in there. You know what would be really fun? Mm. To do like a dinner party where you make the meals from this and watch the film. Oh, yeah. It'd be fun. That'd be so fun. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, some, anyone who has friends, feel free to take that idea. I don't have any, so, you know, I can't really <laughs> do anything with that. I hope at least I like the people who have throw Brett Gatsby parties thinking that's the point is having a party. Oh, like, that's true, though. Yeah. Yeah, so you could do it some way. Just make sure everyone knows that they're being ironic. Yeah. Sit them down Can before do they attend and be like, all right, this is going to be fun. You're this all going commentary. to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> this is social commentary right now. This is praxis. <laughs> Okay. Well, that's nice to look at the menu. Recommend it. And also recommend Succession. I don't think we've mentioned the pod because it... Did we? Did it fall out of our pod reviewing range, um, I think? No, because you had seen most of the seasons before I did. Yeah, then we had to go watch it together. Yeah. yeah. We had to go back and rewatch. So, But we will definitely cool. be recapping the next season for sure. Definitely. Definitely will. Um, yeah, so similar vibes there. Not as... Well, sometimes horrific. No, I, I think this is more horrific than that well, though. I guess so. Yeah. Funny, a guy shoots um, himself. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, lots of other podcasts in our back catalogue. Um, please get amongst those. Anything else you want to say, Sinead? Keep eating food. <laughs> you can follow along on Twitter. Because Twitter still exists, apparently. For now. For now. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you at the restaurant. Lily, can they take us out to dinner? Yes. Amazing. Bye. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.